0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to share with you a story. It's a story of a little brown girl. Mm, A little brown girl who was fifth generation colony born, meaning her family had been taken from their homeland to a new land by colonizers five generations in the little brown girl had to leave her country with her family when she was just three years old due to civil and political unrest she moved from a place where people looked like her spoke like her dressed like her to america The land of opportunity, where all of a sudden, nobody looked like her, and she didn't even speak the language. Her parents tell her that Sesame Street is actually where she learned English. As is true of many with the immigrant experience, her parents both worked two minimum wage jobs to make ends meet. She was primarily raised by her grandparents, while her parents worked back to back shifts, one taking mornings and one taking nights. Her family was pretty poor, and she lived in a poor neighborhood. Her elementary school was filled with black and brown kids. Yet somehow, she still experienced racism and discrimination. She was the little immigrant girl who looked funny, spoke funny, and wore hand-me-downs. And when they weren't hand-me-downs, they were clothes from Kmart, sometimes stuff that had been on layaway for a while. Life was confusing. There was so much she didn't understand. Why were the kids so mean to her and to the only other girl at school who looked like her? Why did the grown-ups let so much hurtful stuff happen? Why didn't teachers, librarians, or even the lady in the cafeteria stop them when the other kids were being mean? Home was no less confusing, as is the case with colonization. The little brown girl's family was afflicted with a long line of men who were problem drinkers, and women who tried to control them. There was anger, there was violence, there was every type of abuse you could imagine, ranging from mental and emotional, all the way to physical, sexual, and even spiritual. None of this, by the way, is uncommon in cultures that experienced colonization and oppression, because. When it goes on for too long, in the words of Milagros Phillips, oppression becomes depression. And how do we cope with depression? With drugs, alcohol, food, anger, rage, violence, and disconnection. The world was a scary and confusing place for this little brown girl. Her world was very unsafe. Well, the little brown girl made it through elementary school and got to middle school, where she started to learn that apparently she was pretty smart. But socially, things were still pretty awkward. And she still didn't belong. She made it to high school, where finally she found a place to belong. She realized more and more how smart she actually was in mostly honors and AP classes. (laughs) And then the hustle to achieve and prove herself began. The little brown girl fit in not only with the smart kids in high school, but at her high school, there were actually a lot of kids who looked like her, and she got involved in multicultural clubs and on-campus activities. Finally, 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 she belonged. But then she went off to college in a predominantly white area. And all of a sudden, she once again Didn't belong. Thank goodness for dorm life and the kindness of strangers, because little by little, the little brown girl found a place to belong. She joined a sorority, and then for the next 18 years, she forgot about her brownness as she unconsciously strove to belong in white communities her clothes, her speech, the way she carried herself. She had assimilated quite well. And then one day in 2020, following the murder of Mr. George Floyd, which was a modern day public lynching, highly televised and broadcast all over every single media outlet, the little brown girl Began to look at her own experience, both how she had experienced racism and discrimination, and also how she had perpetuated it. She started to read, to listen, to learn. And all of a sudden, she found herself propelled into the deepest depths of some of her own racial trauma and the pain and the pain of her ancestors. Ancestors who five generations prior had been taken from their homeland, shipped off in boats across the world as indentured laborers to work the sugarcane fields, working for next to nothing in order to buy their freedom. And of course, as with Most colonizers, when they left, leaving that country independent, they left the country with a huge rift and conflict between the communities. The little brown girl began to learn about colonization and its impact on communities. She began to learn about white supremacy culture and she started to realize where she herself had been so deeply impacted by all of this. She learned that white supremacy culture consisted of keeping people traumatized, oppressed, suppressed, confused, and overworked and overwhelmed, because then they would be easier to manipulate and control she learned that white supremacy culture includes perfectionism, a sense of urgency, defensiveness, the idea of quantity over quality, worship of the written word, which was often manipulated in the white supremacy's favor, paternalism, either-or black and white thinking, power hoarding, which we know the colonizers are good at, fear of open conflict, individualism, the idea that progress is bigger, more. Hello, capitalism. A belief that there is such a thing as being objective and invalidating people who show emotion. And the belief that only those with power have a right to emotional and psychological comfort while scapegoating those who cause discomfort. As she learned all of these things about colonization and white supremacy, including how colonizers used brown bodies to keep black bodies down, weaponizing them against their brothers and sisters in humanity. All of a sudden, the little brown girl's life started to make more sense. There was nothing wrong with her. Nothing wrong with her family. Nothing wrong with where she had come from. Everything was a result of the capitalist, white, supremacist patriarchy. As she realized that, the little brown girl made a renewed commitment to her work in the world the reason her soul came to this earth, which she had always known deep down inside, and because of life, had forgotten along the way. And so she reconnected with that. The reason, the reason she's here, to help dismantle the effects of the toxic, capitalist, white supremacist patriarchy and how it has so deeply impacted each and every single one of our lives and psyches and led to disconnection in our hearts, our minds, our lives, and in our relationships. That little brown girl is me. Welcome to Fierce Authenticity. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the show, and share it with everybody that you know so that more people can hear the healing conversations that we're having here. And if you have the financial means and resources and are able to, I now have a way that you could support the podcast and my work. To learn more on how to make a financial contribution, check the link in the show notes for more information.